We're, we're gonna get copyright struck up the butt because it's a licensed soundtrack from NHL 14. All right, everybody. So what's up? Uh, I'm Francisco, and it's Sports Goofs. We're year five, year five of this, guys. We're going into year five of Sports Goofs. <laughs> God, can we? We made it. We we made it this far. How many of those has Charles been involved in? I forget. I, I think he's been in a majority of them. Yeah, I would think yeah. like eighty percent at least. Yeah, I think I came on like episode thirteen or something. Yeah, yeah. So he's got to be yeah eighty percent of it, you know. And, and so yeah, yeah. It's 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 year five, and I, I got excited over the break, guys. So I, I worked on a very big project, and if you're looking at the actual stream, you'll notice things are different with our setup. Because I, I was I was starting to feel like our old visual flair was a, a bit cold, a bit mechanical, metallic, you know, just just chrome, you know, kind of like when Squidward went to the future, everything was chrome, right? You know, future. So I, I decided to add some personality to the goof's nest. So welcome to the brand new virtual goof's nest. We don't have a physical one no more, but. You know, it's been that way for now two years going going in uh, with with all this. So a virtual studio and I personalized it just for us. You can tell that this is our show. This is Sports Goose presented by Mr. Tortilla, by the way. Guys, we always have to remember. I actually got a pack of Mr. Tortilla over the course of the break. So I, I will I will say they're 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 chips that they sell. Really good. I'm not I'm not saying that just because there's might be some financial incentive to that. I legitimately <laughs> enjoyed the chips that they came with. And their tortillas, you toast those babies up a bit, they're pretty damn good. And the calorie count is marvelous for all of those things. They have cookies by the way. They do have cookies and cookie mix. I haven't tried that yet. I might just order some, right? Because I would love a nice, good-tasting, low-calorie cookie. And you can get that at Mr. Tortilla, right? Go to our website, sportsgoose.wixsite.com, and you'll go and you'll find it there. You click on the link, and it'll give us a little something-something. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you guys, right? Uh, you could also, you know, over the break, you know, Stanley Cup players are about to start. And Piranis Hockey World is a place that you can go and grab your stuff too, right? They got the lowest prices. Biggest selection of all the new products and, and even close out last year's products. So if you go check our website once more, click on the link and check out, get some hockey gear, get some stuff. Andrew, get some new skates. I want to skate with you again. Come yeah. On. Right. And they got some cheap price. That's where, yeah, I, I, you get some, get some good skates there. I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll, they'll have some uh, good prices there for you. Uh, some of the closeout stuff. I'm sure you'll find something nice. All right, so let me explain the new Sports Goof Studios. And everybody's listening to this in the audio version. Uh, you're you're kind of SOL, but I will describe it as much as possible. So we have uh, three television screens. They are all Ramonas, by the way, Charles. 
Thank you. <laughs> your, your recommendations, uh, of course, your, your non-sponsor for, I, I guess, the year probably at this point. Uh, I mean, there there's a lot of fight on that. You know, it's nothing like Cafe Minero, but yeah. it's trying. Ramona, saying, Ramona saying, and I trying to get back together. So, yeah. Was Cafe Minero this year? Did you go this year? Cafe Minero is last year. Okay, so but I'm talking 2022. Ramona's up there. And we've got three Ramonas in the back of... Uh, of the screen there showcasing of course the comments on the left and everything like that all the tweets and stuff that we can see on the side uh the central thing with like the the video game in the background and then a right screen which is for miscellaneous stuff and i've got the miami heat game on the bottom left but it's it's covered a bit because because you know uh i don't want to get in trouble uh with uh the nba right now but it's there you know it's there just just in case you know it's like an actual sports studio right BSBN can get away with it. Why can't we? Why can't we? Uh, on the top, of course, is the LED ribbon board score crawl, a virtual version, of course, with all the scores of all the games happening tonight. We got three playoff games in the NBA. We got the NHL wrapping up, and we'll see what the seating will finally be like for the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. I think by tonight. I think tonight is probably the night where everything's going to be settled. And, of course, baseball is happening. Full slate for baseball. So that's exciting. All right. Now all the personal stuff for us. So I have three sides to all this. A middle, left, and a right. Andrew, you constitute the left side. Okay? You, you We have a pennants there. You got a, a three-time Stanley Cup championship. Tampa Bay Lightning pennant because, of course, right, as much as you, you, you are from Orlando, so you do rep the Orlando Magic, unfortunately. So I have to put one there, a pennant for the Magic. Right. You're a Bucks fan, so I've got a wall art all the way to the left of Tampa Bay Buccaneers wall art, and then you're a Rays. And can fan. I say I appreciate that you put the the old logo? Uh, I that yeah. I, that is my favorite logo of the Magic. I so went the, retro. The way they've been going, recently, yeah. It, it's it's been such a uh, a downgrade. So I'm <laughs> I'm appreciating. Oof. Uh, that is. That was an I, I remember sure. back when they were in the arena, the the TV Waterhouse Center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So that's uh, old school ish. That's the the setup there, uh, and on of course on the on the le- on the bottom left you have a, a home plate uh, wall art for the Tampa Bay Rays with of course the Ray logo, because I th- I thought that looked really nice. I like seeing the actual Ray, it does. not the beam of of light that they call a Ray. Okay. Uh, 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 is that a uh, Rodriguez bobblehead? No, it is a Shaquem Griffin bobblehead, my dude. My God. Nice. It is a Shaquem Griffin bobblehead with the actual knight statue next to it, a little version of that that you have outside the stadium. Oh, yeah. I know. I, I This is your. This is definitely your side, Andrew. Right? You got your laptop right there <laughs> because, of course, you always, you're you yep. the only one that actually researches stuff on the show while we're doing it. So <laughs> there's right. the laptop with your custom UCF logo on the back, if you can see clearly there. Okay. And then uh, heading towards the – oh, yeah, on the desk there as well because there's a virtual desk. You, you have a, a bottle of cheer wine for your you know refreshers. You need to clear your throat. Got your cheer wine right there, my dude. <laughs> you're you're the man yeah i love it i and, love it uh one more thing uh as we head towards the middle i've got my stuff i got a florida state seminoles wall art there with the different logos because i like logos as you know florida panthers goalie mask 
uh, frame art as well. Below there, Andrew, I've got your UCF stuff, okay? Another UCF thing back there for you to be represented by. And it's a map of the Orlando or Central Florida area because you guys own Central Florida, right? So that's UCF. And then an FAU thing down there. Wait. Yeah. Where's the, the map? Oh, yeah, it's the UCF logo. Yeah, on UCF, yeah, back it. on the wall there, right? So then that's the map behind there in uh, black and white. So, or gray and white, or gray and black, whatever you call it. Uh, and then an FAU thing, because I went to FAU. I think Charles went to FAU, too. So, yes. uh, we, we got a little thing, FAU Stadium silhouette there. That looked pretty nice. I liked it. Go Owls, right? Go Owls. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, 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 in the back is a mannequin of an awesome Kirby jacket to represent our lone patron, who is still <laughs> the patron for us. Awesome jacket, dude. And his profile pic was of Kirby. So, of course, we're going to have an awesome jacket of Kirby back there to forever memorialize our lone patron. Okay? So, awesome jacket, dude, if you're out there. And I notified him on, on Patreon that I was doing this. So, uh, and he he appreciated that, of course. <laughs> so, yes, you are still an awesome should, jacket, dude. If he dude. wants, we should invite him on the show. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll try. We'll try. Uh, on the desk is my area. As you can see, it's getting more centralized. Of course, we've got Mazarsaurus Rex because the false prophet is a false, false prophet. So we've taken out the name Mazarsaurus for our our, our Mexican uh, meat god. We love him. <laughs> we love him so much. Uh, La Capital on YouTube and Instagram on, and Twitter, wherever you want to find him. And you just want to, you know, get a little saucy uh, looking at meat. Uh, I got a Nintendo Switch, of course. I got Super Mario Odyssey. Right, uh, that that represents me. I got a bottle of Topo Chico as well for my refreshment, and I've got a Sonic the Hedgehog amiibo because you know I, I got to do that. Uh, and, and moving towards, uh, you see on the desk there, there's a there's a frame photo. And it says it, it's a frame photo of our of the OG goof Doug as Kevin Durant uh, with you the real MVP below it. I was trying to figure out who that was as I'm looking. <laughs> Because I'm not gonna lie, I thought it was Mike McDaniel. Because if you're looking at like my TV screen or my uh, computer, it's very limited, so I just yeah. see black hair, yeah, and a suit. So it's Doug as uh, Kevin Durant when he gave his "You the Real MVP" speech. So that's back there, um, and, and and that's very exciting for me. Andrew is a callback to our law school days uh, from that time we did Jeopardy and property class, I think. And Doug was like answering all the questions for everybody because nobody was having it on that day. I didn't have property with you guys though. Uh, yes, you did. Oh, wait, no, yes, I did. Yes, you did. Yes, exactly. We did Jeopardy one day, and uh, Doug was the only yeah. person that was uh, that was doing anything uh, that day. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, I think my freaking Xbox 360 crashed. That's funny. <laughs> it actually did. Ah. Uh. All right, that's not my fault. That's that's the 360's fault. That's not my fault. Ramona's not meant to handle two generations prior. She'll make it look good, but there's mm. only so many times you can cake up a geriatric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so we're, we're looking back at the wall again. Uh, or actually, let's finish up the desk. Uh, on the right side is Charles' side. He's got his PS5 DualSense controller in front right there. Okay. That's appropriate. He's got a, next to that, Charles needs refreshments too, but he's also hungry a lot of the times. So we've got a $5 double chalupa box from Taco Bell. I literally just had a quesarito right before the show. 
<laughs> I, I feel, listen, if this is my intervention, just say it, all right? Uh, so that's back there. And then we've got, uh, you. We, I know you love your Funko Pops, and so I got one there, and it's Nightwing. I, I saw that. Yeah. I love it. So Nightwing is my favorite DC character for yes. anybody just wondering why. And mm-hmm. you wonder why? Because he's not Batman, but he does Batman things. Y'all have made people hate Batman. Mm. And ironically, I don't have a Nightwing pop just because it's kind of like hard to find. Mm. And I'm cheap. I'm kind of on the cooldown for pop figurines, but I saw that brought a tear to my eye yeah. a little bit. I loved it. So, and then of course, we look on the on the back wall there. I've got a Florida Marlins flag, of course. Uh, that's that's going to be there. We have an FIU thing wall art that's in the shape of the state of florida we got a nice miami heat painted wall art there crazy. but of course charles we need your stuff we got a wwe championship belt up there because universal championship exactly hanging up there right you're the universal champion in our hearts okay on the far right on the top we got a a, a randy uh a, 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 randy savage yes it's a macho man randy savage uh, uh, poster, a pennant, and, and trading cards in, in a yep. frame poster. And I felt like that was very appropriate for you. Yep. yep. And then, He's a top uh, fiver. Yeah. Uh, below uh, 2000 New York Yankees World Series Championship pennant, right? With all their signatures and everything. Miami Hurricanes wall art. And then on the bottom, a Tennessee Titans one. Okay. We, we've evolved. Yes. Let's just give Francisco his flowers. You know, we, we have evolved because of it. I was very happy doing this project because I've been looking at other YouTubers and I'm just like, man, our, our, our stuff is so very impersonal. right? I want to add personality to it. But that's not the end, guys. Uh, I, I, this is a part that can be interchangeable. We can change this over the course of time. But uh, we see the three gaming chairs mm-hmm. right there. Well, we, we need people yes. to, to fill those seats. So... Uh, I'm gonna show off my persona, uh, and it's it's basically just me in a Sonic the Hedgehog costume, because I felt like that's very <laughs> appropriate for me. <laughs> so I, I feel like that's that's what I I would be doing if I actually was in person and, and I had a national TV show, right? At that point, uh, Andrew, what else could we have other than you being Nitro? So there you go. Right? I feel like that would be most appropriate yes. for yourself. Yes. 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 And, and Charles. I how, love it. How could we forget you? You're Juan from Guacamole. Yeah. I, I was watching the Twitter live test. And <laughs> yes. I was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like, I'm seeing like test tests, but I saw Juan. Yes. And I'm like, yes. And <laughs> I, knew, I, 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 I was hoping you guys would so sneak much. a peek at Laser and be like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> So I snuck a peek, but I thought you were just goofing around. I didn't yeah. know that was the full virtual setup. Yeah. I, I'm very happy with mine, especially since he has Taco Bell. Anybody who doesn't know anything about us is going to think my section is like the racist section or the really cool section. There is no in between. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that's the setup here. And then we have a, uh, on the other side, when we need to present things, we have more screens on the other side. Okay. So whenever we do our small segments and everything like that, we've got, of course, the scroll crawl on the bottom. And, of course, we've got to welcome everybody to the goose nest. And, and we've got, of course, the bunting because it's basically opening day for us right now. So I want it to be a little more festive. right? I love bunting uh, when, when baseball has their opening day. It's always very festive. So I decided mm-hmm. just to add some stuff there. They, they won't be there next episode. 
but for today yeah let's let's add some some uh some more flair to well all of this it's uh it's a uh, gosh i i worked really hard on this guys <laughs> you did man i can tell <clears throat> yeah thank you yeah made so. it fun Yes, it's more fun. It's a more fun thing. So when people, if people do come across the show on Twitch or Twitter or YouTube or all the other 4,000 things that we're on, they'll be like, what the hell is this? And heck, it might catch their visual eye because uh, if you, out of context, none of this makes sense. So uh, with, so that's, that's why I did this. Oh, man. Well, this is a sports show, everybody. I guess we might as well do that. Might as well talk about that. It's been a month since we last met for this. Uh, in between, of course, uh, Charles has his own uh, uh, sub podcast for his wrestling stuff. You can go on and subscribe to that, The Cage with Charles. He did, uh, I think, a couple entries. Over the course of the break, I, I've done oh, a couple. They were all failed attempts except for the one because I didn't realize <laughs> 30 minutes. I'm like, this is great. And my mic wasn't working. And then the other one, I just got kicked because my dogs were just like losing their minds. And then came the third one. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's there. It's there. And it's it's for Charles to kind of throw in any his two cents when we're not on. So he can, uh, of course, comment on anything, any breaking news. Charles can actually break it for you. So uh, there's that. And, man, th things have been happening. Um, it's been a month. A college basketball championship happened. All that happened. Um, that, that, was, that was a fine game. Uh, we've got non-sponsors, of course. We, we, we did that uh for for the course of the month we, we we can talk about those but uh three sports basketball baseball and hockey were we got stuff man i i and we got the draft this week yes yes nfl nfl draft is coming as well so all right uh i guess we can talk about baseball because it's it started and some things have been happening especially today Especially today with, with some news as to uh, the investigation on the New York Yankees. Right, guys? Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, known Twitter murderer, Jeff Passan. Uh, <laughs> you know. I mean, we love the man. He, he is a national treasure, of course. He, he shuts down anybody and anybody. <laughs> anyone and anybody that even mildly gets in his way or mildly gets snarky with him. He's uh, he definitely is a, a national treasure, and, and I, I I love him, uh, just the, the pure attitude. But yeah, the New York Yankees, uh, the the letter of course came out. He he said that it was a nothing burger. Uh, the Yankees used their replay room to do to decode catcher signs and relay them to runners on second, which multiple teams were also doing. And. They did not find uh, that they were illicitly using any center field camera. And that was first reported by Andy Martino over at SNY for New York. Charles, now that this is over with and the Houston Astro fans are dejected, what, what do you have to say about this? First off, I'll take my apology letter in the fanciest font that you can give me to... Why the hell is Jeff Passan listing us? 
from something that's based off of what 2015 2016 you know start with us let's houston because houston is going to be the notorious cheater in all of baseball from now until the end of baseball or until somebody else does it again because we won't put alex core on the boston red sox because god knows rob manfred wants to be you know coward um i feel good about it because really for what three seasons out from the astros winning the world series uh, close close to, to four. 2017 no we're, we're almost yeah almost five years Ooh, we're almost five years out and you have to ask yourself how long are you going to marinate on this before you move on with life and the answer is all the time because this is what we three collectively called the travesty of sports and the unacceptableness and it, it's such a punitive thing to happen to this sport of baseball and it's so singular, it's always going to be defined to the Houston Astros because who felt cheated? The Dodgers. Did the Yankees feel cheated out of it? Sure. But we weren't in the World Series, so we can't even go that far on the claiming. But it tainted a lot of people. It tainted a lot of players. It tainted a lot of coaches and managers who didn't get an opportunity to go from there. And I felt like this was the pushback from Houston, that fan base, that ownership, those who affiliated with the managerial um, from top down, bottom up. And the fan bases who know their teams are cheating, Boston Red Sox, Alex Cora, and they just want to make it seem like a retroactive thing. Because if you make something that was put on the stand and on the cross as something terrible, but you show that everybody else was doing it too, it's not as bad and we should let it go. But guess what? They just interfered improperly with telecommunications. There's a difference between misusing 911 communications and lying straight out under oath, kids. This is one of those situations I would feel that came into it. So I feel pretty good about it. Um, I have not much to say on that, but does it feel like that the public perception was, please let it be the Yankees, right? Yeah. Why can't it be like the Pittsburgh Pirates, who is a team that perennially sucks and probably needs to cheat to get to 500? But it makes me feel good because we're on the hater aid. We're back to the hater season. Remember when it was Revenge, Painmaker Tour 2021 or 2020? Well, now we're on hater season. And to quote Mary J. Blige, ain't no hater nation, holler nation in the stancery. That's all I got on that. Andrew, any any thoughts on, on this? Like, finally. I mean, I, I understand why people wanted the Yankees. I think it's just a... Uh, I don't know, I guess you could call it like a, a like remnant because the Yankees were kind of the first team in the modern era to do what the Dodgers are doing now. You know, basically well, no, the Marlins kind of did it did it first, but the Yankees did it for longer. Uh so I think there's still kind of some residual hatred i guess that the yankees mm. did that hater nation, um, nation. <laughs> so i think that's why people were wanting that uh, honestly i'm okay with what the yankees did assuming they didn't continue after the the Manfred edict. Mm -hmm. uh, 
yeah. Because kind of like how I'm okay with Barry Bonds at all for using steroids before it was illegal, you can't really punish somebody for doing something when it wasn't illegal. On top of that, the way that the Yankees were doing it, they were just relaying it to a runner on second who then gave it to... I'm not saying I'm thrilled that it happened, but... Uh-huh. It's certainly not nearly as bad as what the Astros did. It wasn't to the same scale, it seems. And they did it before the memo came out. And we did not win a title. I really think mm-hmm. that should be emphasized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sick of this at this point. I mean, my team sucks so much that even if we did cheat it, it wouldn't have mattered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Marlins have been pretty terrible. Uh, but, uh, I mean, it's now we're like we're almost five years out from this. But remember where Houston was. All I'm saying, they were two years removed from yeah. like a terrible season. One season not even to medium level of being successful and then world series just mm. saying just saying continue yeah give me that well, hatred. i mean they were the 2017 they won the world series 2015 they made the playoffs 2016 they missed it and then they they finally whatever and then they, now they're perennial threats but at this point we've they've had two threats they've, they've had two other opportunities to to win one and they've lost both of those opportunities and honestly, I'm just I'm tired of it now. This is we, we, it's over. It's done. Right? Believe me, I want this to be over as much as anybody. Like but... uh, it happened, and, and as much as baseball, you can be pissed off about it and be like, "Oh, this was egregious," and other teams, and, and really, it, it now we can move on. We have more pertinent things to talk about, right? We we got spider tech and. Juiced balls and all kinds of pimple things. Pimple like butts. <laughs> yes, pimple butts, and really, we've moved on. We we're, we're at this point, and now we have those new uh, pitch pitch trons or whatever the heck they got now. That little that new system that they have for mm-hmm. relaying signals uh, within like the hat of the pitcher, and, and really at some point, I, I feel like they need to uh, just give the. I think like in, in, in the NFL, like some quarterbacks have uh, headsets inside of their helmets. No, I yeah. just do that. Just just have that and just and just get it done and be over with. And that's that's all I, I would say, um, because it's hard to keep baseball players from not trying to circumvent the rules. But now that we've discovered this, where we can kind of get a, I think we're getting more of a gauge and a handle on it. Really, now it's trying to get control of those substances that you use for your pitching and and yeah but i do want the juice balls to come back that's that that was fun uh, i'm liking i don't know if you guys checked out on on uh, there was like a, a bit of a meme going on with with twitter baseball twitter where people were editing like bunt attempts that were popping up and somehow they were going over the fence and people were like man those juice balls were wild (laughs) those were pretty funny those are like check swings and like they would go over the fence and be home runs that those are funny i like seeing that so i'm just saying if we saw that more in baseball with real juice balls it'd be pretty cool to see so i I, i'm all for the juice ball to be honest Uh, those that's fun right you remember little league when the the nice soft balls they they were juiced a little bit so uh, other thing, 
Uh, New York. Uh, we're going to stay with the Yankees fans here, Charles. Okay. Uh, the, the New York Yankees and uh, uh, just a bit of they, they did some goonery, I would say. So this is our, our first Gottlieb's goons, and I'm going to say it's the New York Yankees fans for for the whole thing with the the Cleveland Guardians. They're the Guardians now. A lot of people are having a lot of trouble uh, discerning the names uh, to start out. Of course, it's been 90-something years of them using the Indians as the name, but it's the Guardians now. And uh, and so there was an incident on, what was it, Saturday. I think it was Saturday. Day game. Yankees walk-off victory, but some, some uh, I guess... A verbal exchanges between Yankees fans and Guardians outfielders. Hater Nation, Holler Nation. Miles Straw went Mark. up to the Bleacher Creatures in right field and got in their face. And then, of course, uh, the walk-off hit came right afterwards. And then Yankees fans just began tossing garbage onto the field because that's what they do. And Miles Straw was uh, was he, he was upset because Yankees fans were heckling Quan uh, when he he smashed into the wall and it looked like he was really hurt and uh, they just did, they did not take too kindly to to the to the shitty words that the Yankees fans were were hollering out there so they, they got he they, he got pissed off he jumped up there told a told a guy to 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 hit him of course the the guy of course did not hit him because uh, of course. If he ever did, then whoo boy, that would that would have been something. I don't know if baseball needs a malice at the palace type of incident, but it's it's it, I, some things have been close to happening. Hear but. me out. If a player, and I don't know anything about Straw because I don't follow Cleveland at all. I know they have Jose Ramirez, and I know they have still Terry Francona on this team. That's about it. I know they just went below that entire team up. But if and I haven't seen the full video. So I don't even know how much of a Rassy is it, but if he went up there to kind of be like, yo, homie, you know, knuck if you buck kind of mentality, I'm, I'm going to hit a guy. I'm just saying, you know, coming into it in that mentality, what's Straw's penalty? If we're really going to be talking about fan bases going from there, but if you have a professional idea in quotation marks in the air, throwing that ish back, whether or not you like him going on Quan. What's going on with him? He even getting a little advisory note from Rob Manfred that'll come up five years from now. I gotta defend the holleration and the hateration over here, but I'm not happy with it. But also, you're kind of dumb as a player if you're going to go into that kind of degree of um, impetuousness and energy and try to match the energy of a bunch of fans who just hate their life and pay their measly 50 bucks to go from there. Yeah, well, some people, of course, came back at Yankees fans. Oh, Yankees fans have to go home to this, and they just show, like, a tiny New York City apartment with basically a toilet, a bathtub. Yeah, there's a, a, there's a roommate of a roach. And, you know, I'm from yeah. Queens. I know it's up. You know. But uh, Let me ask you this, though. Yeah. For any of you guys, did was Straw... Oh, can I use a pun? Is Andrew going to yell at me? Was straws? Go ahead. Was straws like talking trash back to him? The straw that broke the camel backs in the fan base. Oh my god! Oh my god! What do you mean by straw that broke the camel's back? That's awful. Like with the Yankees That's fans. That's terrible. Of leading the Yankees fans to go and toss stuff to, onto the field. I mean. Because do you think that's going to happen if he but, wasn't trying to talk what? that ish back? If, he didn't yeah. know Russ Westbrook. He ain't no Kyrie. 
Yeah, I mean, he he, he definitely st- you know, it's a fr- it's a Saturday night, it's a Saturday day game at Look, Yankee we had, Stadium. We didn't even throw like trash when the Red Sox or Houston's there, but we're gonna throw it for this guy, this no name that I don't know. So I'm gonna fling that insult. Please sign up the Yankees when you're free mm. agent and big money. But point being, I'm just saying. Aaron Judge's b- birthday, that, by the way. I'm just saying. Happy birthday, Aaron Judge. Mm. Um, was he the straw that broke the camel's back? I think he he goaded them on. He goaded them on, and then after when the the afterwards, once the game winning hit happened, and they were still going, and then finally it just kind of went over the top. You got a bunch of drunk idiots out there in right field. Of course, they're they're gonna go nuts and go crazy. So sounds like poor Andrew in the group chat when we just showed him mudslinging one hundred and one. That's what the Yankee Nation is. All right, hair nation holleration, and this dancery don't bring it. Yeah, like a straw. So that if was... he's a guardian, he could be a guardian delivering, and that's what we were just trying to help him do. He's gonna be out of the job in a couple of years. He's gonna get trash man, New York. <laughs> so he's a Charles. I will say, mm-hmm. if what was his last name Straw? Yes, Miles Straw. <laughs> if he knows anything about baseball, he knows that you don't pick a fight with the bleacher creatures. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know. It was, I I think it was it was a ton of things, right? The Yankees came back to win that game, so the game was falling apart on them on, on Cleveland. They basically had a win, so right there he's already pissed off because his bullpen can't hold it together. And then you know his teammate gets gets hurt trying to catch a ball in the outfield, slams into the wall. So of course then and that just boiled over. He just boiled over. That was it. And of course, yeah, with the the comment, classes worst fan base on the planet. I would have to say Dodgers fans might be worse, but it might only be because they would shank you in the parking lot. And it seems like every time that I go, true. it seems like every time I go on Twitter, there's always a fist fight between a Dodger fan and X team. And Wasn't there like a Padres guy who died at a Dodgers game? Uh, there was a Giants guy. A Giants, uh, a, a, Giants, a Giants fan. He didn't die, but I think he was like paralyzed or something like that because they, they beat him down outside of Dodger Stadium. Uh, and yeah, I routinely see Dodgers fans beating up or, or having a fight with other uh, fans from other teams. And it's, it's mainly, uh, like I said, lately it's been the Padres fans who haven't really been taking much guff, but of course Dodger fans take over Petco Park every time, so I'm sure they're just sick of it uh, at this point. But hey, the Padres had their chance last year, and guess what happened? <laughs> it completely Choke. yes, they they choked away an entire season. So mm, Dodgers have just been good. I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's, this is not a Red Sox Yankees situation uh, between the Padres. It's I don't even know what you could compare it to, uh, but yeah. Um, Do fans even go to the Guardians games? Like, what's their attendance level? Uh, Cleveland, Cleveland. Uh, I think they average like in a good year twenty five k, in a bad year let's say fifteen sixteen k. I wonder if that's going to increase or decrease with the name change. They've removed a ton of. Oh, maybe I, I. I wouldn't see unless the team gets good and then nobody's going to care. Uh, but they they've. They removed a ton of seats off of uh, out of their stadium, 
um, because they can't fill it anymore, so it's it's smaller than it used to be. And a bunch of teams are doing that. Heck, Baltimore did that with their whole weird MLB the show create a ballpark thing that they did in left field. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. So, any other huh? Any other baseball? I thing? I will oh, forever. Yes. Go ahead. I will forever hate them for doing that because, in my opinion, Camden Yards is one of, if not the most beautiful. I'm not talking about the surroundings of the stadium because that's definitely PNC Park. But in terms of the stadium itself, You're a st- I'd say that Oriole Park it, or Camden is one of, if not the most beautiful mm. in in baseball. Okay, uh, next. Uh, so we're going to stay here on Gottlieb's Goons. I don't have the graphic ready, of course, so we're going to stay here. That, that was one goon. The next goon, and we're going to stay in baseball, guys, is Angel Hernandez. <laughs> we, who I have met in real life, by the way. Uh, when I was like, thir- I met him at a at a batting cage when I was like thirteen years old, and he was just he just happened to be there, and I recognized him. But at that time, I didn't know that he was one of the worst umpires in baseball. I just knew that he was an umpire, and of course, there was all social media and stuff back then, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, um, Angel Hernandez is notoriously bad at umpiring. Like notoriously bad. And I'm liking these uh, these new umpire report cards that that one Twitter account does. And it goes to show. And Andrew, you 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 you've umpired. Uh, it's not an easy job. Yes. It's <laughs> it's not an easy job, right? You you can tell me that. You can tell everybody that. It's not easy whatsoever. Have you? Have you? Less have the, you... It's less the less the job. It's I didn't call balls and strikes. Okay, as I was gonna. Ask. I just was standing behind home plate, and the kids were sw- were swinging at a tee. Okay. Yeah. Uh, or no, no, no. It was kit. It was coach pitch. But mm. either way, the, the yep. worst part is the parents. Yeah, that's that's been a problem, and we can even Gottlieb's goons parents uh, that adds various youth events i thought you were going to gottlieb goob angel hernandez's parents for creating him my this is what happens when i take two seconds out and i just can't do that <laughs> oh that's great um but yeah we can gottlieb's goons parents because we've i think there was a a woman umpire out in like was it like oh mississippi yeah. or alabama you or something like swung that on her right yeah a, a mother came up and just like just swung on her it was on camera and everything uh, which was, I mean, anyway, I mean, that was bad. And it was, uh, uh, she basically posted about it saying, hey, whatever. And then, you know, hospital bills and what have you. Uh, and she had like a black eye. Uh, and, and yeah, how a lot of people just get on referees and umpires and uh, people out there that are, I mean, it's it's really, you know, it's just a part-time gig that you do. And they're doing their best they can. There, some of them are volunteers. Some of them are, you know, are actually want to be professional uh, referees and umpires, and they're just trying to learn the game, just like your kids are. And then they're going to make mistakes. And parents take it way too far because, of course, the parents have squandered their lives and are living vicariously through their children. So that's that's how and every every parent out there thinks that their kid is going to be the next one they're going to make it to the show they're going to be they're going to get that million dollar contract um, no 
No, 99% of them are not going to make it. So, you know, y'all need to chill the fuck out. And, uh, yeah, I've read some things from uh, any uh, cocky referees out there in Canada who just get egged on and dogged on up there. It's not good. It's no bueno. So, uh, you know, Gali's going to youth sports parents out there. I'm just going to lump all of you in. Well, I still don't have a kid right now, but I'm just going to lump all you in. Oh, there you go. Can we get Francisco to volunteer as a referee with his disposition? Because he seems very sweet and kind mm. on the surface, and then all of a sudden you just get the unrelenting beast. And I just want to see you yell at some child or <laughs> yell at some parent, your kid's still swung anyway. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's far left, but he swung at it. Oh, man. I, I, I would get a GoPro. I would get a GoPro <laughs> for that. I don't know if anybody's done that on YouTube, just voluntarily umpired a game and just was as terrible as possible. Uh, not like Naked Gun style with Leslie Nielsen just call, calling whatever. Or maybe even doing that, well, just reenacting. In, in fairness to Leslie, Nielsen. all of those pitches were strikes. <laughs> it, well, I shouldn't say it was Leslie Nielsen. It was Frank Drebin, police squad. Um, actually, no, it was Enrico Palazzo. So, you know, just just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh man that's that's that movie is so good uh, there were three of them but the first one's the best one um and there was a tv show by the way the uh, police squad yep. that was the precursor to well, the that's movie. what it was based off of. yeah yeah that was the precursor nobody watched the show because it was ahead of its time and angie tribeca right now is like the spiritual successor to that um probably yeah. my probably my favorite joke from the from the tv show was this he breaks into this i guess villain's office mm-hmm. the villain says who are you and how did you get in here and drevin responds i'm a locksmith and i'm a locksmith <laughs> very simple but very cool uh and very like, funny yeah come on awesome. <laughs> um all right, so uh, getting back to uh, Angel Hernandez. So he was on Sunday Night Baseball, nationally televised game. It was the, the, the Philadelphia Phillies and the Milwaukee Brewers. And it, this thing was building up, guys, because the game started and you just started seeing the tweets of Angel Hernandez was behind home plate on a nationally televised game in primetime. Eyes were focused on this game. And he make sure to take out his contacts. He's like, not today, optometrist. <laughs> he was, he was uh, little by little, like you were seeing like, okay, people posting the bad calls one after another, after another, after another. Okay. And, and like the strike zone is just terrible. It is absolutely terrible. Terrible. If you, if you want me to do my Charles Barkley impression. And finally it reached the head. In the ninth inning of the game, one out, and the game's almost over, but it's been the entire night. It's a one nothing game between the Phillies and the Brewers. Kyle Schwarber's up. Three balls, two strike, 3-2 count. And, and then the beauty of this, an outside pitch about, I would say, what, six inches off home plate on the outside? Uh, Schwarber's a lefty. And Angel Hernandez rings him up, and Schwarbert loses it. Loses it completely. 
This is one of the one. Of, I think one of the more all-time losing it moments. Uh, well, maybe not all time, but it, at least by a player. And I mean, of course, that's up there with Mari Provich. You are not the father, kind of like <laughs> antics that you see. Yeah, and it, it was. And of course, Jojo already goes out there, but I mean, it's two outs in the ninth inning. The the Phillies lost that game, by the way. And he comes back. He's headed to the dugout, and and Schwarber, the most fair person on the field. Because his criticism, you look at him speaking right here as he comes out the, 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 the dugout. He's saying all night, all fucking nights, all night on both sides. So he's out there defending both his team and the Brewers. Like this is us versus Angel Hernandez, both teams. And, and you can, it's a one nothing game. So... It, 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 it had to be for an entire reason. And I'm trying to look at the image because there's a capture of the Brewers dugout when he's yelling at Hernandez from, from the other side behind Schorber's. Uh, but you could see the, one coach in particular on the Brewers dugout that's like staring at Schorber's tirade and he's nodding his head. Like they agree that all of this is completely insane. Um, the the Brewers pitcher, what's this guy's name? I, I don't I don't know anybody on the Brewers. Um, he <laughs> and it's not clear on Twitter because Twitter's uh, video quality isn't that great. But uh, you could tell in his face, like he's walking away, and he's his mouth, his expression is like, "Ooh, yeah, I got away with that one." <laughs> it's this is this is great, and Andrew Hernandez is a problem, guys. He's a problem. And Major League Baseball knows he's a problem. Everybody knows he's a problem. And they they he sued Major League Baseball, right? He sued him for being racist. That was his claim, at least, that Major League Baseball was not giving him uh, either, what, primetime spots or postseason assignments because they, they don't want an, a Latino umpire. Now, I don't know how I, – I don't know the demographics of umpires right now. I don't know if he's the only Latino. He can't be the only Latino umpire. He's right? the only guy we know who's I think. I, I don't think. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's like a list. Out, Andrew, there there is it. at least. There is at least one other Latino umpire named Laz Diaz. Yeah, Laz Diaz, who's, I, I guess he's also, he seems like the older ones are kind of like the worst ones, kind of the holdovers. The new oh, and then uh, there's a guy named Alfonso Marquez. Okay, okay. So there, he's not the only. And, and I would, I would think that baseball would have an argument like we've assigned those guys playoff games and and not you. So, you know, uh, but it, this is a real bad thing. I mean, he is outrightly terrible. And I don't know what's the deal because I'm sure the umpires have their own collective bargaining agreement uh, from their own union. But and I know they have to defend Angel Hernandez. But I don't know. I don't know how you how he merits still having a job when he is infamously terrible. Like Joe West. Joe West was a character for sure. He's retired now, but. And he, he, you know, of course, he was in Naked Gun as well. Uh, he he was a character, but he was never. 
I, I would say he 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 made bad calls, of course, and he was very noticeable as an umpire because of, I mean he was just a big dude, uh, very unique, and they they call him what what was his his nickname, a cowboy Joe West or something like that, uh, but yeah, um. I think from some of the umpire scores uh, reports that I've seen, uh, I think he was at least he was okay. He was serviceable, right? But Adrian Hernandez was bad, and I'm gonna look for the 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 tweet uh, from the umpire scorecard of of Angel Hernandez's game there, and we can kind of see how bad it really was. I, I don't know if I retweeted it. Uh, I'm gonna have to look. Um, Kyle uh, Schwarber revealed what he told Angel Hernandez after what he was called out on strikes against the Brewers. I said a cheesesteak has better eyes than you. <laughs> okay, that's a funny. <laughs> that's a funny fake quote. I like that one. <laughs> you guys remember Semi Pro? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That and Michigan. where uh, you have yeah you have um will ferrell's character and then the uh the referee and he's like s my c i'll kill your family and then the guy says he kicks him out and the ref's like you said s my d uh i forgot the guy's name because it's all the same will ferrell characters mm, yeah um, jackie jackie Moon. you said s my d jackie you said s my d to my family <laughs> that's all i think about angel that does but he came at me he was thrown down he was throwing it down the ground yeah i'm gonna look for the average Angel Hernandez, somebody just put a T-bone steak. That's his, his strike zone. <laughs> That's funny. I'm trying to find the umpire scoring report card. Uh, mind you, uh, but Andrew, uh, as a fellow umpire, <laughs> what what do you think? Oh, and here it is. I found it. I oh, mean, it, it does look like a T-bone I... steak. <laughs> okay. I mean... It's one. It's one thing if it's one thing if it's a. It's it's kind of how I feel with criticizing college players in sports versus pro players in sports. I mean, taking nil out of it, I for me this doesn't change much on my view of it, but I think personally, that you can't or shouldn't criticize a college player as much as a pro player. Because even with NIL, they're still ultimately doing it for very little compensation, generally speaking compared to pro players where even where the average sal where even the lowest paid one is getting 500k a season and plus they're kids the oldest ones are going to be 22 unless they served on a mormon mission or they're chris wenke but generally you're going to have 22 and 23 year olds i think the older the person gets the more you can criticize them that's just me so it's it's one thing to criticize an umpire for a bad call if they're just volunteering or getting paid like a hundred bucks a game, uh, and plus they're not trained. Most of them are not trained for this. They're doing their best. But <coughs> Angel Hernandez, yeah, he's been an umpire forever. Well, and and by the way, it just as you were mentioning earlier, 
uh, I'm the guy that looks up everything. <laughs> I just did that. I wanted to see how long he's been umping. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I put it He's been an umpire since 1991. 1991? Holy crap. Yikes. He, he is, and he's worked... Three all-star games, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve division series, three, four, five, six, seven, eight LCSs, and then two World Series. You've been umpiring longer than I've been alive. At this point, you gotta be doing better than shit like that. Um, by that statement. Well, the guy is sixty. I mean, I, I just yeah. And listen, I, I want to, I, I want to, I want to take a second here. Hernandez is a good dude. I, I want to separate. Like he was nice Hernandez. to me when I was thirteen years old. Okay, <laughs> you know I'm not. Yeah. I want to. I, I this is something that I think it's lost in all of this hubbub. We need to separate umpire the person versus umpire the umpire. Like I'm looking at his Wikipedia mm. here. Yeah. He he's Cuban by birth. He was born in Havana. In 2015, he returned to Cuba for the first time since he left to spread the ashes of his father. A few months later, he returned to umpire the first game in the country involving an MLB team since 1999. And I remember that because it was the Rays playing in, in Cuba. Um, I was very excited about that. That was really cool. Um, although I'm kind of surprised they didn't choose the Marlins because... Miami is basically Cuba mm, North at this point. Too volatile because um, MLB has kind of been uh, reluctant to put Cuba uh, in the World Baseball Classic in any of mm-hmm. uh, in a in a pool that will have Cuba in Miami, and I think the Cuban national team. I think that's that's part of the deal with having them play is that they're it's basically a political thing. Uh, they don't want um them to play in Miami where a ton of Cubans are because it'll just turn into like a political shit fest. Uh Ozzy was there as their manager. Yeah, yeah, well that that was the thing. So they don't want that powder keg, but possibility that that could happen next season because World Baseball Classics are going to have all the rounds in Miami and if the Cuban national team moves forward, uh then we could actually see that and I want to see that because that'll be fun. That will be fun. Anyways, uh, we digress. But and then Hernandez does charity work for disabled children, oh, including hosting gosh. a celebrity golf tournament every year. <laughs> it's like finding finding out about Bill Belichick's dog. <laughs> but again, you have to separate Angel Hernandez, the human, versus Angel Hernandez, the umpire. Angel Hernandez, the human, as you can attest to, Francisco, from personal experience, appears to be a nice guy. Yeah, he was giving me tips on how to hit. So. But he's a real, but he's Thankfully a not on how to pitch. really shitty umpire. 
so I, I just wanted to make that point before going further in my criticism of him. I'm not criticizing him as a human being because he seems to be like a stand-up gentleman. But the dude just sucks as an umpire. And listen, I get it. A pitch coming in at 98 miles per hour, missing the plate by six inches, or not even six inches. Like there was one guy who had an had an almost perfect game, not a pitcher, an umpire. He missed the first pitch of the game, and the pitch was a ball, but he called it a strike. But the pitch was like half in the zone, yeah. half out of the zone. Yeah, it was like a borderline so, call that could have gone out of the way. Like that kind of stuff, I'm like, okay, I, I can understand missing a pitch like that. But then he was literally perfect the rest of the way. Yeah. Like, I can understand a few missed pitches here and there. Every the Umpires are human. And honestly, I prefer human umpires over robot umpires. I don't know why. But he just is does so many of those, and they're so ridiculously out. Like, there was another pitch earlier in the game where it was probably – at least six inches out of the zone and he still called it a strike i'm like listen i get that umpires have their own union and the union has to defend them but it is yeah at a certain point if you're if you're letting enough of these bad umpires in to the point where the league is actually considering robot umpires yeah, you gotta cut the dead weight for the benefit of everyone else. Let's like, look at uh, let's look like, at the the, the scorecard like too. Uh, yeah, finish your point, Andrew. Sorry. Like this brings to mind a quote from Spock in Star uh, Star Trek Two: "Was the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one?" In this case, the needs of the many are the dozens of other major league umpires, minor league umpires too, for that matter. And you're defending this these couple of old guys that really have no business umpiring anymore. They may have been good before, but they're not now. I mean, judges have in Florida have an age limit. They they have to reti- they have to retire at like seventy five. Like it's just duh. The union has to say, look, Angel, we love you. We appreciate the 30-plus years that you've given to the game. But you are objectively really bad. And if we don't cut you, we're going to lose the whole thing. But one man can't be the end-all, be-all the whole thing, though, right? Uh, no, you, you, you just mean, can't. You just you can't. Uh, it, it, you're. And I want to look at this. I mean, just one more, just about the egregiousness of this. So he was eighty-eight percent accurate overall, and like, but of course, this is the top. This is the best umpires in, in, in the entire world. So eighty-eight percent. But the average is ninety four percent. 
So he was 6% under uh, with his overall accuracy. And then the other thing is consistency. That's a lot of pitches, too. Because, because, all right, a a lot of players will, like, okay, they'll they'll take bad calls, but if they're if it's overall consistent, then they're they'll be okay with it. And even his consistency this night was below average by six percent. And then you look at the called ball accuracy. He can call a ball. He's at ninety four percent. Right, three percent below the the average, but he can call balls. But man, he can't call strikes because his strike accuracy is at seventy seven percent, and the average is eighty eight percent. So he's down eleven percent on strike accuracy, which are of course the most important things because they're what determines outs. So, and. Yeah. Let me let me also say this because I I have thought about this this for a long time. This isn't nothing. This isn't anything new to me. I well, thanks to that 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 uh, Twitter account. I I love it. It's it's fantastic. I have it followed and look at it religiously. You said the benchmark is what ninety four percent. Yeah, overall accuracy ninety four percent. I which is pretty think, damn good if you if you think about it, man. Right, I mean, for being ninety four percent good at whatever at anything is is pretty amazing, uh, unless it's murder. But uh, yeah, and listen, eighty eight percent in anything is good too, and eighty eight percent on a test in school is a B plus. But when it's when you're grading on a curve. Mm. Where the average is ninety four, your eighty eight percent's an F, basically, or a D. And personally, I think umpires should be graded on like a roll on a rolling basis. So, like for example, in college football, they're supposed to teams are supposed to, but it's rarely enforced. Have a minimum of I think fifteen thousand attendees average per season over a two-year basis that that roll that three-year basis that rolls each year two or three years so basically like let's say years one two and three and then after year one it's does that make sense it kind of like rolls along it doesn't it's not three years in groups it's it just adds a year on and one comes out so basically, what I'm thinking is you should have a situation where umpires are graded on a rolling basis like that. They have to manage a 94% plus or minus. You should have like a minimum of 90% accuracy relegation. They should have over relegation. two. Exactly. Like, yes. My, like, okay, you, you're the worst major league umpire and okay, like 10 minor league, like the 10 worst ones get demoted and then like the minor league the 10 best minor league ones get promoted or something like that right and the the only caveat i would do is that if they meet that like bait that that floor then they shouldn't be dropped and and so uh, because uh, yeah so because we're, we're at the one hour mark andrew and we're trying to do better oh time God. management 
with our show. But this, finish your point. I want to make one last sentence, then we got to move to the non. I'll, I'll I'll shut up now. Okay, I've made my point. Uh, my my only my last point would be that I think umpires should really uh, the umpires union should really take a look at this. Uh, because your your guys are gonna get replaced by robots, and to save your jobs, you might have to compromise some things just for the sake of, uh, you know, uh, your your jobs, and also to make people happy. I think uh, I think that it could be something good having uh, giving more opportunities for for your guys and everything like that. So that's that's my idea for the relegation thing. I, so that's that's it. All right, so uh, we're done with that, and I, I do want to get to a word from our non-sponsor guys. Uh, people, places, things, causes, what have you, that we have been enjoying over the last week. And um, my NHL 14 disc crapped out. So I think it found out that the servers were shut down, Andrew. And it was just <laughs> like, well, I guess I'm useless now. So it doesn't read on my 360 anymore. Uh, uh, other games do. I was testing it out while you were talking. I'm like, what is going on? But yeah, so, but yes, over the last, uh, not just the last week, but the last month, right? Uh, so. I would like to go first, guys, because I've been sitting on this for quite a while, for quite a while, and it, 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 gosh, man, you guys, you guys should know me this well. You guys should know me this well that if I, I'm going to be doing something, it, it, just look at everything that's going on on the screen, right? It's all pointing to what my non-sponsor is going to be. Mean, it's not that hard to guess. I mean, it is Sonic the Hedgehog two, <laughs> the film, the game, of course lovely fantastic beautiful but the film i saw the uh not opening night which was uh, i guess a friday i saw it on thursday which was like the pre-screening night because i'm that big of a, i'm that big of a sonic fan guys i needed to see that thing as soon as possible so uh, uh, uh went out took the lady with me and uh and it was an experience I, i'm gonna tell you guys uh I saw the Batman in theaters, which was which was fine, but this was different because it was me, her, and behind us a, a group of about I would say fifteen people, most of them diehard Sonic the Hedgehog fans. I wore my Sonic the Hedgehog blue cap with the ears. Uh, I wore my red and white sneakers that look like Sonic shoes. And I wore a blue polo and blue shorts. <laughs> I had white socks on. Uh, I almost wore gloves. <laughs> I was this close to doing that. Uh, it was, I, I was ready for this, guys. And I liked the first movie, but I love the second movie. It did everything that I ever wanted and more. Uh, the CGI is incredible in this one. They, they really put in a lot of money here. Uh, with making it look good, making them look like they are actually in this world, making it like just like and this thing went up against Morbius and nobody saw that shit, uh, which was great to see. Uh, and yeah, uh, Dr. Eggman comes back and he's he's after the Master Emerald. This is basically my favorite video game of all time. Sonic the Hedgehog 3 and Knuckles made as a film. OK, me in 1994 would have killed for this i would have killed as a seven-year-old child for this i would have killed somebody to have to have had this movie made and it was finally made now me as an adult man child uh knuckles idris elba it works it, it works so well charles it, you are gonna rub your nips when you hear him 
in person when you, when you watch that movie. Right. Knuckles. It the will Akuma. happen one day. Yes. Yeah. I, Knuckles is my personal favorite. Yeah. I, I love Knuckles. He was fantastic. Uh, and uh, the, the humans in, the, in, this, in this movie, they do have their own little side thing, uh, which gets into the movie. But for the most part, it's it's a lot of CGI, and I'm glad. I'm glad. I wanted to see these characters more than anything. And of course, Jim Carrey is fantastic as Doctor Eggman or Doctor Robotnik, whatever you want to call him. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is this is great. Uh, I I love this. I, I would recommend this movie to anybody that loves Sonic the Hedgehog. You have to see it. If you love Sonic the Hedgehog, go see it. You you, you it's a must. It's a pilgrimage. It is our mecca. Okay. Uh, anybody else? Kids are gonna like it. And uh, even casual fans, man, right? Because it's either this or Morbius. You're not going to watch that. Mm-mm. So, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, promo code. Damn. Uh, I, I have so many sayings that I want to say here. Um, knuckles don't chuckle. There we go. All right. Sonic Adventure reference, baby. There we go. Uh, I, I guess I guess I'll go. Um, so I will eventually see it. I, I like the first one. It's a very good uh, movie, kids, date night, just by yourself to get your nostalgia to realize that you're old and you're going to die one day. So we are in the pandemic times. And a lot of the times in the pandemic times, we were always said, thank your heroes. And that was the nurses and stuff like that, and the doctors and the hospitals. And yeah, it is not Horizon. Horizon will get its day, but there has been circumstances beyond my control a week ago that um, led to me going for this determination about knowing your heroes and what is available to you and also making you grateful for certain things. So to make a horror story very limited, it's like one in the it's like 12 in the morning guys like after easter where i come out to close the doors and everything like that and i just see blood everywhere blood on the floor blood mm-hmm. and it trails to my dog and my dog oh, no. is basically leaking blood everywhere i'm not talking about white leaking i'm talking mm-hmm. about like elon musk got all hyped up at a party not just bought twitter but just did the massacre of oh, families kind of thing Lord. um which is probably gonna happen. I don't know if you guys are gonna follow us on Twitter, but as we're there, FJOJR, Charles the True, Dan Frijoles, all that fun little sports goose. But there was blood everyone. He was bleeding from his backside. He had like a little massive growth, and I guess it, it just ripped out. And it was just so much blood, fellas. I would, me and my father, were like, what the hell? And my dog is black and white, and he's like matted red. And I got another 130 pound dog who's looking at me like, don't touch him. And I'm like, oh god. So we're trying to figure out. So we're trying to figure out that first hour, uh, the such blood. I know there's like pet emergency hospitals um the only ones i knew of physically is like 35 minutes north of me and like 35 minutes south of me and i'm like i don't know if he's got that time coming into it so we're trying to super glue the wound anything to staunch the bleeding and then we have to go and lift the dog up and go from there and you know the walls covered in blood i'm covering blood it's like jesus christ you know this is what happens when ace ventura goes from being comedy directed by martin scorsese that's literally what it felt oh, like God. um and i'm just like I, I have this tendency of like when severe stuff happens my, my focus comes into some comedic range and i'm just like okay you're gonna do this on the easter he is ridden so my dog has to die what bs is this but we have to kind of go into some quick thinking and i was able to find the local emergency pet hospital that lives by me so my non-sponsor doing a very good thing great thing also shout out to dad um is pet emergency hospital martin county um they're out there it's basically an emergency room for your pets you are going to go broke i'm just saying that right now however um 
some things kind of matter. Animals, they can't tell you. Me, you guys know if you're with me, I was spot blood. I spot blood. I can put like a towel on there and staunch my own bleeding, get into my car without issues. So I'm calling them. I'm trying to figure out where they're at. They're like seven minutes away from me. And um, they took him in. They did surgery. They removed everything. He was stitched up. He's got to go. He's fine. You know, we, we were there in time. It was literally like a horror movie. You know, we had to kind of come back and scrub things. My other dog was like howling, like, we're taking him because, you know, both dogs, Byron's 11, Max is like 9, 10. So um, it was it was definitely there and it was very intense. And I, and I texted my paralegal and I'm like, yo, I ain't coming in tomorrow. I still took calls the next morning because that's what happens when you're me, I guess, in the position that I am where you can't always quit. But I was like, I got to take a nap. It was until like five in the morning, but they took him in. They will do the surgery or we'll go from there. Max is fine. He's good. He's not barking. He's got the little cone head going on because he can't bite his butt but the problem is it's get he little get he gets a little itchy so he does like the little dog dance you guys know what i'm talking about the dog dance where they want to kind of like move around like a cyclone yeah. so we're getting the stitches out on monday but i'm just giving the shout out i know I, because of the intensity of it i mean they were very professional very good very considerate you know animals are like children my dog you know these are things i've had for i've had max for like nine ten years itself um you know you love them the deaf kind of like that and it's weird. You don't want to see children suffer. You don't want to see animals suffer because both of them cannot intelligibly say where the ouch is, where the boob is. They don't even know if they're doing anything wrong. And it's one of those situations where the universe kind of benefited a little bit that I do my nightly rounds to make sure they're as close because if I didn't check, the dog would have been dead when we woke up. He lost that much blood, guys. But I'm very glad that we at least where I live have um, a place that's accessible. And I would tell everybody, whoever's listening, podcast show, if you even do listen, I don't care. Just know where your local emergency vet might be or er might be because vet is one thing but a vet's not going to always be open if you have a situation like me where it's that intense that severe you know animals can get poisoning or things like that or just out of the blue we don't know what cut them we don't know what led to it and it was god awful scary but i was like listen i i did not have all this crap happen for me to go through law school and not be able to take my dog to the emergency room they even have finance plans i know they can be very scary for people because animals are like children me we break our toe we ain't gonna go to the hospital right guys we'll just cut it um but you know our animals deserve the best care so i give a shout out to them for pet emergencies of martin county there's other ones just take across this message if you get an animal young old whatever know what your local er is for the pet just so you don't have to go into the alternate world of what i could have endured so that's my shout out promo code um, you know, puppy. Sure, we'll yeah. go from there. Okay. Oh, uh, tugging at my heartstrings, dude. Don't get me crying. Um, all right, Andrew, you're up. Well, I mean, my non-sponsor is not nearly as important, and my thanks is not nearly as much to them as it is to that pet hospital. Um. And actually, as a matter of fact, I do already have my uh, my local pet hospital on uh, emergent on speed dial. Mm, bravo! Uh, thanks to thanks to recommendation from my vet. Um, but my non sponsor is Nissan. Yeah, I got Nissan. Mm. I can work with this. Okay. So I had to go out of town uh, for a wedding this weekend. And instead of putting wear and tear on my car, I opted to go and rent a car. Um, and Charles obviously probably guessed that based on our 
chat the other day in the group chat. So went to Hertz at the Miami International Airport. People there were very nice. That's kind of a secondary non-sponsor there. Um, and most interesting thing is that they, I mean, they basically let you choose what car you want within a certain class. That was the weirdest thing is that usually I'm like, all right, here's the car. But they're just like, all right, you have to go to zone one, which is the standard size vehicles. Choose whatever car you want. Keys are in the car. I'm like, cool. So there was a, a line of cars and I literally just went, I know this is going to sound weird, uh, but if you're driving in a car for f almost four and a half hours, it'll make sense. Uh, the like cleaning solutions or whatever they use, some of mm -hmm. that can just be horrendous. And like some of them I was going into, I felt like I wanted to gag and vomit right there in the car. So I literally just went down the row, down the line. Okay, this one smells okay. This one, not so much. And eventually I reach a blue Nissan Altima. And like, okay, this smells good. And, you know, it was actually of fate, if you will, because A, I wanted to always get a car that was blue. And B, I've always... Based on the commercials, I've always been interested in driving an Nissan Altima. So, like, cool. It smells good. It's blue. It's a Nissan Altima. It's fate. Let's do this. So, drive out of the Hertz. Uh, I decided to splurge and get the uh, uh, Sirius XM satellite package because I've never had it, and I was Ooh, curious to see how it fancy. works. Um, but thanks to the fact that I'm an a, a AAA member, it was half off. Nice. Um, by the way, AAA, highly recommended. Seriously, I go get it. That's that's another <laughs> another non-sponsor. Um, anyway, so drove it. The sound system is fantastic in that thing. Uh, drives like a dream. It tells you it it gives you lane assist it tells you when you're going off course but it's not overbearing it just gives you it gives the steering wheel a little vibration like hey dude wake up um but yeah that's talk talk about a good first impression for me that nissan was that ultima was really good and you know when i do get a new car uh i would definitely consider getting it so Highly recommend. Oh, and the gas mileage, great as well. We made it from Miami to to Tampa on half a tank of gas. Nice, yeah, Which... fantastic. And I have a Nissan Sentra, but I've had an Altima before. Very good quality stuff. But yeah, I would, I would, I highly recommend Nissan Altima. Um, and Hertz and AAA, uh, promo code yeah. innovation that excites, <laughs> yeah, straight from the marketer's mouth. 
uh, we, we should clip that and send it to them. We're like, hey guys, give Andrew a car. Let him test it out. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that that's it for the non-sponsors. Um, um, and yeah, Charles, yeah, heat her up uh, here at halftime. Uh, I feel so correct in that statement. 54, that I made show. 54 yep, to 42 right now. I'm a little excited. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota up 42-37 against Memphis right now. That's an nice <sighs> Uh, it feels weird. This is a good transition because we're at the one hour, 19 minute mark, guys. So we can have a gauge of the time because we're, we're being way more. Um, uh, I'm going to I'm going to call out the times now. I think if, if I can start calling them out instead of it just being a mystery, then we'll, we'll have a good gauge as to where we're at. So an hour, 20 minutes now. And uh, let's 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 head into the NBA playoffs, Charles. OK, OK, so let's let's just do it. Let's talk about it. Because, whew, boy, uh, let's get the one out of the way that everybody else is talking about because we might as well dog on them, right? The Brooklyn Nets swept by the Boston Celtics. Kyrie and KD all in one team. Blake Charles Griffin Thomas. on the side. And Ben that's Simmons. Like the, that's like the shell of Ben of Blake Griffin, though. Yeah, the shell of Blake Griffin. And Ben Simmons in the Skittles outfit on the sidelines. He well, looks like the commercial of like when someone ate like an airhead and you know how their head changed, or if they ate a warhead uh, in their head changed. Like he had a candy, and then that's what led to his transformation of an outfit. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. So, so here we are, uh, and they're uh, they're out. They're they are out. So I'm, I'm going to go into the series. Charles, you start. I'm going to look into the series scores. All right. So I'm going to bullet point it of what I'm taking it away because since they were swept, you feel like there's not much to speak about. But yeah, here's the thing. One, I think Udoka, I remember I couldn't say his name at the beginning of the season, but now I'm going to learn his name completely. Definitely deserves coach of the year consideration. It should still go to Spo, but it won't go to Spo. Yeah, I don't because, know if you know, to Spo. Well, I think they had already gone with Monty as mm. like the the NBA thing, but you know, there's the AP. But whatever, mm. I think Adoka should get that thing. I'll eat that humble pie. Um, but these, but I'm not going to talk about Boston because it'll be more to talk about them. Whoever they play in the second round. But these are my bullet points of the Nets. One, Steve Nash doesn't know how to coach. I'm saying that right now, guy can't call a timeout if his life depended on it, and it's very much aware. Two, you know you were in trouble when Andre Drummond was your third best player on the team. We're not counting Bruce Brown for a Miami alum, but um, at least with experience. Three, more importantly, Kyrie's games changed so much where he should have been just driving. And I watched the last two games, and his games changed so much where he should have just been attacking the hoop and trying to get fouled. And he just set on these very contested jump shots, and it doesn't make sense. Four, I love... Kevin Durant, I think he's like my favorite non-heat player in the league. And basketball is that sport where you can almost like everybody. I have a I'm a, I'm a fan of a lot of players on different teams. I think the only teams I don't really care for much would be either Minnesota and Cleveland. And I think that's because they've been perennial hell for so long. For Minnesota, I just don't know their superstars well enough. That's the problem with West Coast team. With Cleveland, well, it's just right now they're in weird transition. We love uh, Jared Allen. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, you know, yeah. But he was injured, boy. so – but they're also not in the playoffs. So I can't support anything else. But yeah. Kevin Durant had Allen not... been healthy, they they would still be in here. But yeah, yeah. Kevin Durant has given me two fantastic playoff series of just trying and dying in the elimination game. 
what yes me and my buddy were talking about he's like oh you went like 13 of 39 or 19 of 39 i'm like yeah but no one else was trying he single-handedly willed them to coming within like two points but no one no one was taking fouls no one was doing anything in that final minute or so it was just atrocious and he had the same thing that happened last year when there was no Kyrie, and he was just putting on his back and he had to deal with the james harden debacle and right now i'm also loving the kevin durant sensitivity for his supporters and his attackers and i get both sides i actually do because yes he left to go to a 73 team to win a title but he won multiple titles and yes he got paid but for me at 33 34 years old he's still showing up playing great in the playoffs it's not his fault that brooklyn had had basically settled for damaged goods granted harden's not doing so well either we're gonna talk about that for sure because I like to be right about things. But if you're telling me you're getting Kyrie, who can we just say Kyrie Irving is probably going to be the Mount Rushmore of very good players. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even put him in great, but I'll put him in very good. I, I was and doing then this game about- on Stat Muse for quite a while, but I have to look at Kyrie because Stat Muse is a, is a rabbit hole. I don't know if Andrew, if you've used Stat Muse, but it's a rabbit hole. I, uh, but but t- take it. a peek because it's going to justify I'll, I'll take a peek because I, I was talking about because Car- somebody mentioned something about Carmelo being a, a dark horse for the heat of the Celtics next year. I'm like, uh, and then I was Carmelo's like, Mount Rushmore. Very good. <laughs> well, Maybe. and that's when I can I actually convinced myself that he's a Hall of Famer. So, yeah, uh, but well, I, I will not. That's 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 not for today. So let's, yeah. I don't want to Nick, bog down the conversation. Nick, yeah, Nick Claxton went one for 11 at the free throw line yesterday. They did not lose because of lack of hustle from the two main guys, even though Kyrie could have done better. When you go one for 11 at a free throw line and you're not a center, I think Claxton is a shooting guard um, or point guard, it really goes to hell because you can't make it. And then Blake Griffin looked gas in that last game. So it's a very mismanaged roster, as expected, because – Look what they gave up when they traded away James Harden and got players. Ben Simpson play it all. Ooh, told you so. Told you so. Because if you go with five years, I've been on four and a half. Go listen to my ish that I said three years ago that Ben Simmons will be a very good six man. But you guys want to make him into his top guy. I said not to even pay him. He didn't even play this season. And it keeps going between back or mental health. Which one is it? I feel like it's a shaggy song now if it wasn't me. But you got to play game three. It's my back. You got to play game four. Mental health. Do you want to play at all? Or do you want to make money? Go ahead. You can make an audio version of that for the people singing. That's what it feels like. (laughs) Right? That's what it feels like with with Ben Simmons. And I don't hate Ben Simmons, but I ain't his biggest supporter. And for the Kevin Durant clapbacks, because him and Barkley. Barkley don't like him. And Mm. I was watching the Inside the the TNT, Inside the NBA, Mm. yesterday, where he's like, I don't think... Kevin Durant was the best player on the Golden State teams where they won. And then Kenny's like, I did. And then Shaq's like, I did. And there's mm-hmm. me who's just sitting there. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to agree with my fellow Charles. I really do. Because I kind of get it. Ooh. But here's the thing. They don't get a back-to-back without Durant. So nope. he's not right. Nope. But he's not wrong. If they got one, because he he said Andre Iguodala got MVP in that in that mm-hmm. one time. He wasn't the best guy in flail. So I'm sitting there. But when you they got back to backs and they yeah. would have got the trifecta if no one died. We're calling you talk about asterisk championships. That Toronto championship is the biggest asterisk of all time because mm. everybody just died. But I, I get you, Chuck. I get you. 
I understand from one Charles to another, it hurts with all these haters and this hateration, holleration, and this dancery. But I don't fully agree with you. Yeah. And Brooklyn is the how do I want to say this? Unless the John ja Morants lose, Brooklyn is going to be the best crash and burn in this first round. Yeah. Or uh, or if Phoenix Suns. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. So okay. So let's. Uh, that's the Boston series. Uh, so Boston moves on to the next round. Uh, and let me go to to the uh, other series here. Uh, back to the series hubs. Uh, we have of course uh, the Heat game and stuff like that that's happening in the background, and the Heat have. Utterly found a way to shut down Trey Young, which has been fantastic to see. I don't know if I, I don't know if I sent you the uh, the tweet about the switches that they've been doing yep, with, with yep. guarding him, but it is a thing of beauty. It is fantastic. They know. Everybody needs to know. Trey Young has willed the Atlanta Hawks to this moment, and he willed them to the Eastern Conference Championship last year. So, so the Heat, Spo, smartest coach in the in the league. Knows like shut down Trey Young, shut down the Hawks. That's and it. And they know that there's no Clint Capella. Yes, because he's injured. Exactly. So even even like the Heat without Jimmy Butler, no no uh, no Kyle Lowry. Eh, we'll be fine. We're at home. Should be fine. Okay. Uh, and, and then we got the other series right now. Uh, uh, Milwaukee and and Chicago. Defending ah, champions. I haven't, even watched it. I haven't really been paying too much attention to it, but. Uh, it's, it seems there's really it's, the first two games were close, and now Milwaukee's just kind of winning it. They're going to win it. So uh, Chicago did their best. I, I, I do commend them for the first two games, but it's very clear Milwaukee's just better than them. So would, would it kill you to say that if they had Lonzo Ball, they would have? Won? Oh, of course. It's I, so I, weird, I, right? I, no, well, Lonzo's been sheesh, man. It's been a, a resurgence, renaissance out in Chicago. Well, a lot of guys in Chicago, actually. Yeah. Uh, Freaking uh, Demar Derozan, uh, Lonzo. Uh, who else was out there? Um, I mean, Alex Caruso was good too. Yeah, yeah, all those but, guys. But uh, we said it. Billy Donovan's a good coach. Yeah, no, we he's said that five years ago when he came on board. Exactly. So. <laughs> It's it's Chicago. Had they been healthy, this this is probably we're at six games probably at this point, at the very least. But unfortunately, they're not. So Milwaukee's going to get a pass and move on to the next round. And they're facing Boston, I think, right? So yeah, that'll be that that that. Uh, oof. There's no Middleton either. No for Milwaukee. No. So mm-hmm. that's a close call because it's only a one-two combo in Boston. It is not a three-man group, and Giannis is going to feast on Robert Williams, but we're not doing predictions yet. Yes. Okay, so, and then we got uh, the Phillies, or not the Phillies, gosh, they might, well, all, all Philadelphia teams are frauds. Frauds! Uh, <laughs> 76ers versus the Raptors. I want the Raptors to win so badly. Yes, uh, I do. Nick Nurse won a title with just a budding Paul Siakam and a one-year rental of Kawhi Leonard before his career just ended, mm-hmm. essentially. And I think that says something because I've seen coaches, uh, Frank Vogel, get opportunities on better teams, and everybody's talking trash mm-hmm. about that Nick Nurse. And I'm like, no, can't do it. And also Doc Rivers, this this full pinnacle, full story. <laughs> It'll be so amazing. If Doc Rivers finds a way to lose this series, because so at that point, you, he's got to be fired, right? Be I would think him. they would fire him. You I would think. 
you can't even use the James Harden needs time to gel because no. it's not like he does anything different of what he did here, what he did the Brooklyn, what he did in the Rockets. You get more time of the um, what's his face. Uh, D'Antoni had more time and excuses because they kept rotating big stars to work with Harden. And then Embiid is basically a better and don't get me wrong, anybody who actually does listen, but Embiid is like what you wish Dwight Howard would have been in his prime with all the shooting capabilities and skills as opposed to being a post guy and blocking is the actual mm-hmm. layer. And for Harden, it was just chuck them threes, go to the basket, and dish out assists. Yeah. And yeah. Harden, we know what he is. This is yeah. the yeah. you guys gotta remember something. You know who knew what James Harden was? Scott Presti. And that's why he got rid of James Harden. Ooh. That he that foresight 10 Damn. years later is like, listen, if I want to build, but Damn. am I wrong? Because unlike Durant, Harden hasn't led a team to anywhere into the finals. And yes, we can make, it was we the can make one the guy team. he was willing to let go of. Yeah, we can make all the excuses about, well, you know, Chris Paul and all that stuff and Dwight Howard and all those things came into it. But I literally, like, Kevin Durant was lights out against San Antonio, if you can remember, 10 years ago. I Because I'm the Kevin Durant guy. I get it. I remember that stuff. Give me a little pop of him, we'll do it. Um, but A and James Harden, I've seen James Harden live. The man started like four for twelve, but he just purely wills himself out James of the rut, Stuffin. and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But James Stuffin, and he's a stack stuffer, and he's not even getting the line like he used to, which is so strange. But I feel so good because I felt that was a better team with who they had before they trade Harden minus Ben Simmons. If you kept Steph Curry, Andre Drummond, uh, Drummond, Drummond, sorry, sorry, Andre Drummond, and you don't play Simmons, but you still have Tyrese Maxey. That, that's a solid team because they can succeed in spite of their coaching. And then Doc Rivers is just like, uh? Mm-hmm. All it was last game, when I saw the game on Saturday, was Pascal Siakam going 13 of 14 field goal and then like oh. being perfect at the free throw line. OG Anobi doing things. And God, like Thaddeus Young was doing something. What? So it's just perfect because Doc Rivers literally feels at this point of his career as a coach is like i'm doc rivers and we're gonna win this game and there's literally no planning or strategy leading it he's failed upwards he's one of the coaches that you could say failed upwards yep um okay and man he's gonna he's gonna get into the hall of fame and it'll be like it might be the most fraudulent coaching hall of fame inductee here's the thing about doc because you mentioned about you have to fire him this is not the season where you can find a proper replacement nope because there's no guys who've been gone for a bit they're gonna go into next season with this yeah because i mean really like the only thing i can think of of like guys who are so assuming if quinn snyder gets fired from utah and i think they do have to pull that trigger maybe i would entertain what that looks like but I don't want no broadcaster in Mark Jackson, even though I like Mark. But Mark's better for a small market team, not a big market team like Philly, I feel. Then who else do you got? You want Frank Vogel? What? Who couldn't work with LeBron's ego, but you're going to put that with James Harden? Because he'll get the rounds of interview. You want to do Luke Walton and be like, he didn't have a chance in both L.A. And you have to get rid of James Harden died. and get a package for him. Because Frank Vogel, look, Frank Vogel can get a team together and get them to work because he did that in Indiana. But I don't know if he can handle personalities. And I think Joel Embiid would be on board because he's, I mean, I, man, how can you not we like, like Joel, Joel Embiid? We of like course, Joel. yeah, he's, like one of the, he's one of the good yeah. guys, I would think. He's one of those guys, you know. Uh, but, yeah. All right, so I want to move on because we're, we're getting pressed for time. We're at 134 right now. Uh, let's, uh, uh, Western Conference now. We might also talk about that side, even though I haven't really watched much of the West, aside from paying attention to what's going on out in New Orleans because mm-hmm. that is fun. That is fun to see right now. 
Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, gosh, man. Without Zion Williams. Yes, without Zion Williamson. Williamson. Which, if he comes back actually healthy next you year, that. can actually might do something. But Chris Paul having to lead the the Suns here as uh, uh, Devin's out. Uh, and it's looking like the Suns may have been frauds this regular season. And Charles has been smoking that since the beginning of this season. Like, if we can, we can check the receipts, Charles has never been on board with the Suns team. I have not. Mm-hmm. I, so here's the issue with that. If you say we don't have Devin Booker and that's why we lost and it's okay with it, you're wrong because you just gave Chris Paul a four-year extension. You have DeAndre Aiden, Aiden, I always say Aiden, but sometimes I say Aiden, who, who is you know supposed to be your solid number two going to number three as a center, who is a rebound machine. He really could be you know the next Mr. Fundamental if he just learned how to shoot a little bit better. You have Jay Crowder. We still miss him over here. You have all these other guys, and you're supposed to have – Monty Williams, your reigning defending coach of the year. But you lose to a team that, one, was the reason why I said that we should get rid of the play-in and now looks like they belong, who have a rookie head coach. I don't know his name because there were so many hires come into it. And who are basically working on a makeshift roster of Jonas Valanciunas, who we like, CJ McCollum, who hurt my boy Dame and looked at him, but whatever, and a whole bunch of other guys that I'm not familiar with their names yet because they were so under the radar. And what their coach, what that team, what that city, what those leaderships that they have in CJ McCollum has taught you is just hustle and flow and says, hey, you know what? It's 0-0 zero, zero in the playoffs. Forget that 36-46 record. Forget you know the Suns being 60-something. You know who else was like the best team in the West and then lost in the finals? The Warriors. Uh, head coach of the like Pelicans are, is Willie Green, by the way. Willie Green, thank you. There was I always get him confused and then um, the Orlando Magic coach confused. And he was a former Orlando Magic. so Yeah, you see, I knew something was kicking into it. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm still here. 32, but the brain's still working. Um, but the bigger point of it is just like it's there. And without Zion, look, if you get out of this first round, you just trade Zion. You get more guys on the picks. I'm sure you can get actual high-quality starter guys into it. And I know what you're saying, but Charles, Zion Williamson, you don't, you don't want to play for you anyway. And, you know, it's just so bad. And then here, here's why I need to stop. They need to stop because it happened to Simmons too. Stop showing guys who are not going to play doing warm-ups. That's just getting mm. the Twitter feed and the medium segment. But yeah. I'm interested, man, because what did I say about Booker two years ago? He's going to get the steps yeah. because he's designated as the guy. I don't see anything transcending with him, but I can get why people do it. But I think the team, James Jones has built a team, obviously. But you know what the problem is? Just like the Utah Jazz in the 90s, sometimes you might be the second best team and you're only ever going to be the second best team. Mm. Just like the Stockton Malone teams were. Yeah. Uh, all right. And uh, let's. I, okay. Well, and, and the rest of the series, and then we'll see what happens with Memphis. Uh, we're at one thirty-eight, and I do want to get to hockey uh, before we head to because uh, I want to get to like uh, to like the one forty-five mark. We can get into the cage. So, uh, but yeah, this is basically our, our this the series that we did want to talk about. I, I we we talked about them, so I'm I'm glad we got through that. And we'll see. And I, there's a big, there's a greater discussion I do want to have, because uh, be, with the loss by the Nets and these teams, teams actually 
actually leading the way. It has the, the era of the big three of the dynamic duo ended, and we'll see. Um, our, our team's able to do it, and we'll have a discussion about that. Uh, I would think, think by next week because uh, well, series will be over. The first round will be done. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, Andrew. So we're at the end of the uh, NHL regular season, and things are falling into place. Mm-hmm. There's this. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, we are, and Charles is loving the group chat because me and Charles are getting, me and uh, Andrew are getting a little uh, feisty with each other. Yeah. Because yeah. The way things are going. Or you guys are Randy Marsh in it. Or are you going to? Mm. Yeah, well, this, this is America. That was America. <laughs> You're the best around. I am the bat dad. Okay. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. Eastern Conference, NHL, standings. Here we go. The Florida Panthers, best team in the league right oh, Gosh, man. Yeah, best team in the league right now. 120 points. We are so close to winning the President's Trophy. I don't know how to feel about that. But if any team's going to do it, maybe it's this team that will break up that curse. Uh, and uh, behind them, for the, the it'll most likely, if they lose tonight to the Boston Bruins, it'll solidify that their matchup will be against the Washington Capitals. So that's one series. Uh, next, we have the division series. We'll have... Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs facing the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, gear up, Andrew. The Leafs, they have a lot of baggage and a lot of pressure to win right now. You guys are trying to go for that 3 P, But the Leafs have all of Canada cheering for them, even though all of Canada doesn't cheer for them. And they all the rest of Canada outside of Ontario will tell you that very much so. Um I, I'm. It's gonna be feisty. We're not gonna tell which team is which because they use the same damn colors. But it'll be fun to see, which is a huge criticism of Andrew, of course. That's uh, that's why I said that. How do you feel facing off against the the Leafs, who have home ice advantage? Uh, let me check something really quick. So I'm going to go on Stat Muse right now. And I'm going to see the regular season record between the Leafs and the Lightning right now. So um, So let's see. In the four meetings between the Leafs and the Lightning. Wow, it's, it's two and two. Two and two of the four minutes. I mean, it's split. Uh, the Lightning won the last the matchup, news, eight to one. So, yeah, for, I mean that for what it's worth, I don't know how much that is worth though. But I mean, the downside of facing the Leafs is they're going to want to avenge last year, and they're going to come out pissed. Um, you know, I, I sort of liken it a little bit to when we played Columbus during the 2020 playoffs in the bubble because they swept us the year prior. So we had a bit of a chip on our shoulder. And of course, 
the Maple Leafs didn't play us, but they're, they want to get that monkey off their back. And who better to do it against than the two times the back-to-back Stanley Cup champion? Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm saying this from a neutral standpoint. Um, so that is definitely very concerning and worrying because that you don't want to mess with that. You don't want to poke the bear because they're going to come at you with everything they've got. And uh, I, I, I am definitely worried. Um, you know, I, the last couple of weeks uh, have been very worrisome as a Bolts fan because we've gone, I think, I think I read it was one nine and one since I think mid February um, against playoff bound teams. So, I mean, luckily we've kind of been turning the table the last couple of games, but let's we're we have to see who is the the true bolts mm. going into the playoffs here. Are we going to be the bolts of the last couple of playoffs? Or is, or is is having two straight? Yeah, you guys are tired. Or, or yeah, if if going to two straight playoff Stanley Cups, not the playoffs, Stanley Cups, is finally going to catch up with us. And it's funny that you mentioned the um, the Raptors hmm. uh, fluke uh, win, as it were. And listen, I'm not going to say that if we lose, it's a fluke. It's hockey. Anything can happen. It's probably the sport with the most parity. Most luck-based, too, um, as well. Right. Are you guys injured like the but, Raptors were? Or not the Raptors, the Golden State No, Rose? or I mean the Warriors. Yeah. But... The thing is, the reason why I think they got all those injuries was because they had been to, what, two, three straight finals? It was their, their, that was their that. fifth straight, actually. Their fifth straight. Yeah, finals, their yeah. fifth straight. Yeah. So, I'm like, at that point, your knees are going to start giving out, and you're tired. You, you don't get the full off-season to rest and recuperate like everyone else. Uh... So I think we're, and let's be honest, hockey is a much more physically demanding sport than basketball. Hmm. Uh, it's so, different, I would say. It, I mean, that hurts my ankles just seeing guys skate on ice. So yeah, yeah. I mean, those guys are only, they're only on the it. ice for about a minute and a half. They're in, they're out, but I they're mean, speeding along. We're, not, at, we're but at The other thing is, imagine just if, to give you a time, okay? Okay, thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, not to mention that you have guys crashing into you from all angles mm-hmm. uh, and hitting you. I think Mikhail Sergachev broke his nose in a fight the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we underperform. I don't think we will. I think we're coming into a stride at the right time. But two straight years of going to the finals, I, the guys are tired. And all, if we don't, 
win the cup, I at least want to advance and beat the Maple Leafs to continue to keep the meme going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so let me wrap up the other ones, and then we can uh, finish off, and we'll move to the cage. So, uh, and, and just real quick skimming through, uh, it's looking like Carolina's going to face Boston in the first round, the way things are going. So that'll be an interesting series. Boston, the first time ever, all the teams in the Eastern Conference have more than 100 points. That's the first time in NHL history that that's happened. Uh, so that's that's insane. But I think it's this season, really, the, there was a clear delineation. I talked about it in, about a month ago between the, the teams that are in the playoffs and teams that aren't. It's more, more, uh, more of a split than years past. Uh, the Western Conference feels like a normal NHL season, but the East... Mm. Teams that the haves and the haves nots were clear this season. Uh, then we have the New York Rangers versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's already set in stone, I think. Actually, no. Uh, Washington can actually pop up into Pittsburgh's spot. So it's possible that New York faces Washington or Pittsburgh. Heck, the Panthers might even face the Penguins, which would be interesting. Hey, doggy. We could face the Bruins. So it's not clear those final spots but it's definitely for sure the rangers will host home ice for that first round series the Leafs will host the lightning and yeah uh in the western conference the 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 colorado avalanche have uh clinched everything in the west the so there's that uh they will face off either against uh, the dallas stars or the nashville predators and maybe the los angeles kings we'll see uh calgary will face either one of those three teams that I just mentioned prior. Minnesota and St. Louis will face each other. Right now, they're just jockeying for home ice. They both have the same amount of points. Minnesota with a game in hand. And then Edmonton will face off against... Actually, uh, they will actually they will face off against the Los Angeles Kings. The Kings have actually solidified their spot. So it'll be Edmonton versus L.A. The, the Wayne Gretzky series, basically. That'll, that'll be fun. And yeah, then Nashville and Dallas will either face uh, Calgary or Colorado. So that's that's the NHL. I'm going to read the score crawl because I'm trying to make sure everything's prepped for the next thing. I'm just trying to uh, buffer some time. 51-58 right now between the Heat and the Hawks. Third quarter, halftime out in Memphis. 55-53, Minnesota's leading. And then later tonight, New Orleans versus Phoenix. Go Pelicans. Go Pels. Uh, I don't know what the heck that is. A Manchester City beat. I don't know what MAD stands for in soccer, but four to three. And then baseball, the Brewers are spanking the Pirates right now, ten to four. Pirates are a bad team. They're always a bad team. The uh, the Padres up nine to five versus Cincinnati. The Mariners spanking the Rays out in Tropicana, eight nothing right now. The Phillies spanking the Rockies, nine to one. The the and then, well, uh, the uh, Baltimore Orioles getting spanked by the New York Yankees six nothing. Mm. Rizzo had a home run by the yeah, way. Another Rizzo jizzo for Charles. Uh, <laughs> six uh, of them this year, and I have a cold job back. Yes, yeah, got that spider tag going. Uh, the Jays winning two to one right now versus the Red Sox. Uh, Kansas City up two nothing versus Chicago. Oh my God, guys! He had two homers in this game. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> I got two hands for a reason, baby. <laughs> uh, uh, the the Cubs losing three to one to the Braves. The Twins up three nothing versus Detroit. Mets are up two nothing versus St. Louis. 
1-1 between the Astros and the Rangers. Guardians and Angels play later tonight. Dodgers, same thing against the D-backs. The same thing with Oak, uh, Bay Series, Oakland versus San Francisco. And my beloved Marlins are up 3-1 versus Washington. Uh, one last thing, the American League Central is up for grabs. All those teams are mediocre. So whoever wants it, get it. All right, so here we are, guys. Uh, it's the, in the new studio. Here we are, the cage. I'm going to make a separate cage area. I haven't made it, Charles. It's under construction. But for right now, just use this portion of the studio. We're, we're ready. We're headed off. Let's go. It's been a month. Welcome, everybody. Your return of your weekly Truplex the Cage with Charles. Now, full disclaimer, wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It is a stage fight. It is a song and a dance about men and women trying to chase championships, establish their legacy, show who the biggest and baddest bosses are out there. We'll keep it a PG. And who's athletic, talented, and more importantly, it's also a soap opera. Now, you might be saying, well, Charles, since you last left off, you're about to go to WrestleMania, and there's some AEW stuff going on. There's some NXT stuff going on. How are you going to handle all of this? And it's relatively simple. We're going to go in slowly. You have to earn it. We're coming back into this like riding a bike, right? And there's just so much wrestling that has happened that I feel the best way to approach it is instead of doing my review of WrestleMania on a bite-sized podcast that you can listen to on our sub pod weekly subscriptions possibly which is the mini cage with charles i guess we'll call it you're gonna get the wrestlemania review now standard thoughts and impressions but we'll go through on a few things that i will highlight to you guys that might be big news to know before we go to wrestlemania so first and foremost ring of honor yes that ring of honor that ring of honor that you were talking about that was going to have people release and catch their contracts and all that other fun stuff and kept some and lost some yeah that team the team you know, that made cm punk Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe, a lot of the indie guys, that Ring of Honor, that Ring of Honor. What happened to them? They got bought by Tony Khan and AEW. That Tony Khan? Yeah, the guy who just signs all the NXT cast-offs and WWE fireies and only uses like half of them to a degree. Yeah, that guy. Are you excited about that? Yeah! Here's the issue. Are you going to use Ring of Honor as your developmental basis? Because that kind of defeats the purpose of everything that Ring of Honor was. Are you going to use it to kind of cross-play certain guys? You're already doing that to begin with, so why wouldn't you just sign them to AEW in of itself and try to convert that to a third brand, such as AEW Presents Ring of Honor? Because, you know, there's AEW Dynamite on Wednesdays on TNT. There's AW Rampage on Fridays on TBS. Oh, I'm sorry, Dynamite's no longer on TNT. It's TBS, and then Rampage is on TNT. I think I get confused. Why wouldn't you just go with you know All Elite Honor, All Elite Wrestling, Ring of Honor, something of that nature? I'm not saying make it into your own NXT Black and Gold Edition, but you're about to, as Tony Khan's going to be your own solid booker for now, two wrestling companies, and in theory, they got to be going against each other, even if they're not going against each other one over the other, they're still kind of like a internal civil war. Rampage is on TNT, by the way. Rampage is on TNT, Dynamite's on C, uh, TBS. Um, but you're going to have an issue that comes with it, right? Because even though NXT was part of WWE, you have your NXT loyalists and you have your WWE main roster fan base, but we all knew that the black and gold era was the highest of quality of quality. It was peak in the WWE. So it, it's, it's the work in progress. I think really the concept is, as you know, 
Warner Brothers, um, those people, HBO, they were the ones overseeing the purchases of or the development of AEW for Dynamite and for Rampage. Now they've got bought into what is it, uh, Warner Discovery? So now we have the merger. Is buying Ring of Honor going to help the sustainability going to year four and five and longer for AEW? Because now you have a media resource of years upon years upon years, almost 15 years or more of what Sinclair broadcast had had for Ring of Honor of old tapes, and everything to put onto whatever Warner's going to do with Warner Discovery and their HBO Max stuff. I think that was the play. You pay a little to get on the big end. You know what I mean? I, I'm fine with dream matches. The other thing to be hearing about is AEW and New Japan are going to have the Forbidden Door pay-per-view June 26 in Chicago. Cool. Here's the problem. As much as I like dream matches, wrestling needs a story that's leading into the ring. So you need the right kind of people. Are you going to do CM Punk versus Kazuki Okada? Are you going to have Hangman Page if he's still holding the title against Okada? Someone's got to lose too. I haven't actually liked how AEW does New Japan stuff because no one's really introduced and get just like destroys what happened to Minoru Suzuki when he was going against John Moxley on AEW against Brian Danielson and he even lost his Ring of Honor World Television Championship because he won that at the Supercar of Honor against Samoa Joe and Samoa Joe's now feuding with um, Jay Lethal and they have Saddam Singh who used to be a center for um, the Dallas Mavericks now entering into his whole cross professional thing. And people hated that introduction too. So, you know, hopefully Tony Khan and AEW doesn't become the, is it, you know, you live long enough to see, you die here or live long, long enough to be a villain, that kind of mantra, which could happen. But can we just get rid of the forbidden door nonsense? Like a title you're naming a pay-per-view that, but you're already borrowing people from new Japan. Jay White was on there. You've had other people on there. Minoru Suzuki was on there. They're the contracted. It's not there anymore. You know what I mean? Like, you can't call it Forbidden Door when it's something been exact for a year. Plus, it's not, like, sexy anyway. That's just me being petty. But titles of pay-per-views matter, right? You know, you could call it Worlds. Well, you can't do Worlds Collide because that's actually a WWE trademark. But you could do something, you know. You, you can make it cute. The moniker would be like Crossover Rise in, or something. Yeah, yeah. Rise in the East, set in the West, whatever. I don't know. But Forbidden Door, I'm like, eh, it's not forbidden. Would I pay for the planets smash into each other? I call it planets smashing into each other. It's still better than Forbidden Door. Um, <laughs> I Would I pay 50? Maybe. Maybe. Because I also like, you know, I also just like exhibition <laughs> matches too. You can get away with it because why? If you watch weekly television, Weekly television doesn't always have the same guys going against each other, even though WWE feels like it sometimes. But you do get some random matches put in together. So that's what we're going to be on the lookout for in the coming months. Impact, um, shout out to Josh Alexander for winning the Impact Championship from Moose. I sent you guys like the little um, snippets of it from Twitter where he caught Moose into a Styles Clash, which was kind of awesome. And then he did Spike Pedigree. I like him. He's the walking weapon. That's a cool moniker. You can win me over in wrestling if you're like not talented, if you have a cool moniker or nickname or gimmick, but he's a good wrestler, so that works too. Walking weapon is just fantastic. I'm sorry. It's just great. Um, I think that's where I'm at with those things. And then we'll go into WrestleMania. It was so cute, too, because he had his kid come out dressed in his ring gear as well. So I was like, oh, that's adorable. That's fine. Because Moose has been like, F your little kid. Um, for a while, but good for Alexander. He's seen some good success since he split from the North. Ethan Page went over to um, AEW and hasn't really been doing much. We'll talk about AEW a lot more next week. They, I don't want to say they've been kind of dropping the ball, 
there's decisions that they have been made that I scrutinize heavily that I'm not a big fan of. But as promised, WrestleMania reviews. We're not going to really talk about much of WB, right? Like in the sense of what's going on now, because the next pay-per-view is not for a couple weeks. So I get like a pass on that until next week. I think actually Backlash is going to be next Sunday. So that might be where I do bite-side predictions coming into it so I can save and free up the cage. But WrestleMania, this is my thoughts on it. It was a two-night event. I liked it a lot, guys. Even the matches I thought that were going to be ass, I liked a lot. Best match of both nights was Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. Anybody else who says anything, they're lying to you. It was um, Bianca's big shining moment, a better match than what she had with Sasha a year ago in WrestleMania. Her story arc comes full circle where you know she was able to atone losing in eight seconds um, from Becky at SummerSlam. Biggest surprise, the Miz and Logan Paul match was good. I'm sorry. I enjoyed it. They, you know, you're getting these entertainers who are coming into the ring and actually learning some stuff, knowing how to be a heel. It was Miz and Logan Paul versus the Mysterios. Miz and Logan Paul winning the Mysters on Logan Paul at the end. It was enjoyable. Other enjoyable match, Sammy, no- uh, Sammy Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville, the jackass promotion that they had came into it. It was enjoying. It was funny. We Man power slam Sammy. Sammy loses, getting caught into a big rat trap. It was comedy done right. Um, Edge versus AJ Styles. Y'all know I was going to be about that match, but it's going to be a long feud. So match one is never going to be the best. So that was like a three and a half, three, seven, five, because it ended with some screwy stuff where Damian Priest comes out of nowhere. But we go from there. Pat McAfee, Austin Theory was fun, Andrew. So your boy Pat McAfee comes in there. Mr. McMahon was in there doing some stuff and took a terrible center from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. I was already beyond like caring for the match the minute i found out it was not going to be a special stipulation these guys have been feuding since basically august of last year and we're not even gonna do a no dq first blood hell in a cell it was fine it was probably better than some of their other stuff that they've had roman won so he's now your undisputed universal champion because they combined the two titles but they'll get separated but whatever but I say all that because I don't care about Ronda losing. I knew that was going to be true. Cody came back. <laughs> Cody, follow us on Twitter. Look at where we could go within four or five years, guys, where we had Cody in AEW, and now he's back to WWE. He came back mm-hmm. against Seth Rollins, probably the third best match of night or second best match of night. But I'm going to give the shout-out because I've been sitting on this. So night one of WrestleMania, it's weird. Night one of WrestleMania seems to kind of be the old-timers' ways of having good matches. Night one of the first WrestleMania, when we started supporting it, was The Undertaker versus AJ Styles in the Boneyard match, which was fun. It was pre-filmed. It was the cinematic stuff, but we enjoyed it. Night one of this WrestleMania that just passed was Stone Cold Steve Austin coming on the Kevin Owens show, boys. And we're like, how physical is Austin going to get? We knew he was trained again to ring. I thought he was just going to go in there, stun Owens, and call it an end. They had a full legitimate match, a full no-holds barred for like 20-something minutes. I loved it from beginning to end. Andrew, did you watch that one? Remind me. Which one? Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens. Uh, No, I did not. All right. But it is something for anybody who misses the nostalgia because – Austin wanted to go out right. Owens was doing his best work with it. Um, going back and forth, they're fighting in the crowd, coming out of the crowd. Austin's like, if you want me to see beat the sack of shit down, give me a hell yeah. Everybody's like, hell yeah. Crowd was hot, man. They're in Dallas, Texas, as Austin's you know, state. Owens was putting on that heat, putting dirt in people's eyes. 
Austin got hit with a stunner by Owens. It was great. Almost came close to three count. And then at the very end, Owens eats a stunner and then loses. Austin wins. And the mantra in wrestling where sometimes you can lose, but you still win. And this made him into a made man, Kevin Owens. Yes, it did. And also allowed Austin to go out into the sunset the way he wanted to. Now we just have to see where Kevin Owens goes in the storyline. I've been enjoying the storyline with Ezekiel. I'll talk about that next week, but I want to kind of limit it to just uh, the WrestleMania recap and reactions. I liked it a lot, guys. Average grade, I'll give it a B plus, which is super high coming into this. I was very enjoyable. I had my reservations because the matches I thought I was going to hate, I didn't hate. And the matches I knew I was going to like, I was going to be entertained. And the, the match I expected to be the best match was like the third best match. But I was pleasantly surprised of all the superheroes, or not superheroes, of the sports entertainer stuff that came into it. And it was just damn good. It makes you say, well, if Vince can get into that stuff and get it done, um, can you keep me invested? There's some changes going on. Some titles have been changed. They're now going to try to unify the tag belts which i don't necessarily need i just need more talent some people got called up some people are coming back that's supposed to be the suspicions but did wrestlemania hit the dot yes did it cross his eyes and dots his t yes to a degree now i need vince to fix SummerSlam because that's been ass for a long time SummerSlam has basically been you order your meal at mcdonald's and you don't even get what you want kind of thing they need to fix that and they need to fix survivor series too royal rumble was a mulligan this year um because everything was going right and then the actual rumble matches happened but all in all very happy with the mania very very happy got the nostalgia wave that came with austin owens and then um seeing cody come back was nice as well Got a little bit of that predecessor that I want from AJ and Edge. We're going to get more of that. They're going to have a match at WrestleMania Backlash. Edge is part of this new – he's a bad guy now. I'm sorry. But, you know, it's always more fun to be a bad guy. And as Scott Hall said, may he rest in peace. He's my namesake for Ramona. But bad times don't last, but bad guys do. So it's always going to play the heel, right? And that's all I got for you on the return of the cage. You might hear some stuff if I do a show this week, if I have the time on the mini cage. Okay. All right, and also uh, Bad Bunny's going to play El Muerto. El Muerto. So I, I was making a joke about this earlier today at work, and um, so everybody I know loves Bad Bunny. I couldn't get anything of Bad Bunny, but then I, and I heard some of the music, like Chambea and then Booker T, and I'm like, okay, he's a big wrestling nerd. And then I watched him in last year's Mania match. I'm like, all right, he, he's, he's fine. He's got my attention. So I feel like there's going to be all the fangirls and fanboys who love him for the music, and then there's going to be me waiting in line for El Muerto, or a movie that's probably going to be terrible. I know nothing about him, and I'll be like first in line. I'm like, oh my God, you love It's Bad a Bunny. Sony you know Marvel singer? movie, so they, yeah. that's, that'll give you an indication. They're going to be like, you love him as a, as a singer and all that stuff? I'm like, I'll be like, I love him because he did a Canadian Destroyer on john morrison and wrestlemania 37 it was awesome so very relevant very relevant to today's conversation some people like bad bunny you know it's okay we all make mistakes in life for the music but i like him for uh being a wrestling nerd like me too okay and uh yeah so let, let's uh so that's that's it for the show uh andrew uh by the way uh austin matthews just scored 60 so he's got 60 goals on the season very impressive Heat are back up by thirteen. Oh, yes. they're up by twelve. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the rest of that later on. But yeah. Thanks everybody for for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next week. I'll have uh, this. This is a work in progress with the whole studio thing. But I'm gonna have other sections too. Andrew, I want to make a section for you as well for you to do your thing. Uh, I've got ideas. I've got oh. ideas. This is exciting. This is very exciting. Okay. Uh, bye. Bye. We're we're done. I'm out. I'm I'm done.
<laughs> Take care. T- 206. That's where we're at the time. So we're doing good. I wanna, I wanna kill my dirty mind I 